you know the show. I am Andy, as always, and I'm here with my guest. He's a nerd. He's a loser. What's his name? Gabriel Ashback. Gabriel Ashback. And today, Gabe is actually getting revenge on me for my continuous bickering and uh, belittling and uh, where are all the other mean things you could be. Mm-hmm. Um, belittling, did I say belittling? Yeah, I would say. I think, I think just Dungeons and Dragons is enough of an insult to tell somebody. But today he is creating a Dungeons and cra- uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons character for me? You are creating a Dungeons and Dragons character for you. Okay, I don't know anything about this process, by the way. That's fine. And by the way, I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, I make fun of people. Yep. And let's get right into it. So <laughs> you, uh, how does this process work? Uh, just making a character or D&D in general? Making a character. Making a character. So you have the main thing, two things that you well, choose. Well, actually, let's start. Let's actually start with, with how D and D works, because I don't know yeah. that either. Yeah. So obviously, you you have the set of players, typically ranging from like minimum you want two players, maximum uh, I don't know, I'd say like six, seven, eight, um, and then you have one dungeon master. Basically, kind of kind of like an opening script of a movie, where it's like this is the scene this is the environment these are the characters but that's where sort of where their job ends and you as a player begin so i can say you know you're in a tavern there's a bunch of people you know there's about a bunch of patrons getting drinks at the bar you see an old cranky bartender who's serving drinks to a bunch of patrons who are demanding drinks and then that's where you come in and i say what do you want to do? And you can mm. choose to interact with a bartender. You can choose to interact with any patron. It's all your choice. Oh, very interesting. And by the way, I'm going in this with an open mind. Thank I'm you. throwing away all my past prejudices and uh, hatred for it. The my hatred for well, it. Well, not hatred, because obviously I don't even know what it is. Yeah. You know. Um, but what I do know is that this dungeon master seems to get the short end of the stick. He doesn't get to do any of the game. Who well, in their right minds would want to be a dungeon master? Sort of, but he still controls the NPCs. He? They still control the yeah. NPCs. I'm just talking in from me because I'm always a dungeon master. Ah. Um, but so they set up the scene, and then they also control all of the NPCs. So like, if you were to what's go what's an NPC? Non-player character. So it's someone that's not an actual physical person sitting at the table, and you could say, "I want to go up to the bartender." None of the players are the bartender. The dungeon master plays the bartender. Okay. But overall, he they set up the scene, but it's up to the players to drive the narrative. So yeah, the dungeon master doesn't really have that much control. Does the dungeon master decide what happens when you do something? Like if I said, pow, I want to shoot the bartender right now. Pow, pow, pow. Somewhat. So the dice actually control that. So you roll a dice, typically the one, so there's six dice. There's a d4, which has four sides, d6, common dice, d8, d10, d12, and d20. d20 is the one that you usually use, and let's say you did want to attack the bartender, you would roll an attack roll, roll your d20, add your attack bonus, whatever that may be, it varies for character. And then if you roll low, then you don't hit him. If you roll high, then you do hit him. So really, the dice also tell the story. Okay, and are there cert- there's certain people who are easier to kill yeah. than other people. Like yes. a bartender would be pretty easy to kill, I'd imagine. Yeah, because they, so they, everyone has a different armor class, which is the DC that you have to do to hit that person. And then if you break that armor class, then you roll for damage. And obviously, you know, weaker people have lower armor class. 
and then weaker people also have lower hit points. So okay, so like if I were a Dungeons and Dragons character, mm -hmm. it would be very easy to defeat me. Well, this is a fantasy world. You're not as weak as you are right now. Yeah, but even fantasy me, I imagine has quite right. limited limited. We'll find out we'll today. <laughs> we'll find out today. We'll find out. Depends on what you want. It depends. Yeah. Well, there's options. Yeah. Where are my options? Well, let's get right. In. Let's start the creating of the character yes. of Andrew Ivanich in Fantasyland. So now we're gonna figure out the sheet itself later because that's just a bunch of writing stuff down, and we don't want to do all that. But to start off, you pick typically choose a race, which goes. Uh, I'm just gonna read off the list I have. There's more, but I didn't feel like bringing all of my books. So there's dwarf. Oh yeah, by the way, he has a big book yep. right in front of me. Three hundred seventeen pages. What's the book called? Player's Handbook. Player's Handbook. Yep. Dungeons and Dragons Player's Handbook. And uh, have you read all of this? No. 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 It's no? more of a. It's a quick reference guide. I've read through some of it, obviously. Yeah, a, yeah A good yeah. chunk of it. But so you can play a dwarf, pretty self-explanatory. An elf, a halfling, which is kind of just like a shorter human. Oh, I, wait. You went to dwarf and you said pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. How is that self-explanatory? You don't know what a dwarf is? Like, Peter Dinklage? No, so I guess I will explain then. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so used to everyone knowing what D&D is. So dwarfs are short, typically, you know, three and a half, maybe four feet tall. Very, very stocky. Um, muscular. They get, I think, a bonus, plus one bonus to HP every single time they level up. Uh, typically, you know, they're miners. They're in the mines. They're... They have oh, like, yeah. proficiency with uh, mining tools, and, and they whenever you mine something, you can do it in half the time that any other race would. Uh, also, Sound more like very... Santa's elves than yeah. dwarves. So, yeah. Why aren't they elves? Because elves... Oh, that's another one. Yeah, elves are a lot taller. Dwarves, really? Yeah. Uh, elves are normally like six, seven feet tall. What? Yeah. That's not right. Mm, it is. And huh. uh, what you're thinking of will come up later. Okay. And so they're really tall. They're normally skinnier. Um, they obviously pointy ears. Um, they are typically I'm trying to think of the word here. More intelligent than a dwarf might be. So um, my intelligence is limited. Can be to my character, depending on the race. Yeah. Not to me though. Not to you. Because obviously I am a very intelligent. Obviously. Above average IQ. Very above average IQ. Yeah. Except for the your ranking of this game. <laughs> Um, but then there's halflings, which are just smaller, smaller people, pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much all there is. They're just a regular human, but they're like three feet tall. Then there is human, which is, I hope, self-explanatory. <laughs> um, then there's dragonborn, which are kind of like people, but they're also half dragon. They're not born from dragons and humans. They're kind okay. of because that would be something that would be something i forget the lore behind it and how they came to be but whatever you can choose uh -huh. whatever type of dragon you want to be and then you get a breath attack which like blue dragons are lightning red dragons are fire etc etc the i don't know the image of somebody like a human being blowing lightning out of their mouth is very funny to me yeah do you want to see i could pull up the image too um but there is gnome which is probably what you're thinking of they're they're shorter they have the pointy ears um, they're pretty much the Santa's elves that you're probably thinking of. Yeah. And they're not lawn gnomes. Don't know why they're called gnomes, but they are. Um, then there's half elves, half human, half elf, half orc, which is again, half human, half orc. And then last thing is tiefling. Tieflings are kind of devil-like people. They Ooh. have devil's horns. Um, I'm forgetting what, what character traits that they have, but they're pretty much spawns of the devil. That sounds fun. But they're also 
can be good good-willed people they're not like satanists or anything yeah like, like they're good devil the good devils yeah like so, they, they've had chains of hearts since mm-hmm. entering the world of not earth but whatever this is yeah the material plane there's many planes of existence in dungeons and dragons but the main one people play in is the material plane okay uh that's all we're gonna go for for races if anyone listening to this plays D, i know that there's a bunch of others i've been playing for five years but you're i'm ta- limiting yeah, this to the player's handbook and we're talking to about somebody who has no clue about anything exactly yeah, yeah. I'm, like, not, I'm not gonna list you a bunch more races because yeah it would you be overwhelming to what me. i said yeah. two minutes ago <laughs> i like the teethling though yeah it's cool uh I, i'm balancing between a teethling and an orc human half orc yeah, yeah half orc yeah for sure I, I i'm gonna keep those two in my mind and then as we continue going i'll choose one of those two okay okay next step is class this class. is the most important thing this is like determining your abilities so first class is barbarian Ooh. So the main the main feature of Barbarian is rage. So you can enter into a rage at the beginning of combat, and you get advantage on strength checks. You get... What else is it? Oh, my God. How am I blanking on this? You I'll, got the book right in front of you. Yeah. Let Don't me, worry about it. You, you can just, blank all you want. You just waste time. Yeah. And I will figure out what it does. Now, I have a quick question, though. Yes. While you're doing this. Um, is this a board game? Huh. No. Because I've seen board games for Dungeons and Dragons before, I feel like. All right. So, in my opinion, this is not a board game. But when we play, whenever we do, before the next episode, there will be a map. Do not call it a board. It's not a board it's game. Not a board. It's not a board game. I'm like, I, I'll upset your constituents. <sighs> it's not a board game. Um, so for rage, I, like, I love board games. For rage, you have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. When you make a melee weapon attack using strength, you gain a bonus to the damage roll. And then, oh yeah, the main thing I was forgetting, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from your enemies. That sounds nice. Yeah. And then the next one, which is the one that I think might interest you because it, it kind of lends towards your personality, is bard. A bard, yeah. They I are get... musical, and they actually cast their spells through la, their la, music. La, 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 la. And then magic comes out. Really? Yeah. And you can inspire your en- your allies with bardic inspiration, which gives them a bonus to whatever role they want. Hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm not crazy about that one. Really? I just think it's kind of silly. It is silly. To be singing magical powers. It's definitely funny because like when we're playing d and I have a bard in my party and everyone's just like slashing his enemies and the bard is literally, I kid you not, in the background playing his flute. Huh. Yeah. Uh, next one is cleric. cleric. They are... They draw their powers from a god. Ooh. They are they are very they're more healing based. What's the religion in this, by the way? So there is a entire pantheon of gods. Okay, so it's like Greek mythology kind of? Yes. But um it is. A poly, poly uh poly yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's no there you can't be like an atheist. Because the gods actually live and breathe in this world. Yeah. And they actually yeah. affect everything. That I think happens. I'd still be an atheist in this world. Like, nah. Nah. Yeah. I can't be real. It's right yeah. in front of my eyes, but it can't be real. <laughs> I don't. I'm more likely to believe something if there's no proof of it. Yeah. Than if there is factual evidence of it. Yeah. So there's. I'm not too sure how much of the Pantheon information I can give you in this because I have my own D&D world that I typically play my games in, and I have my own Pantheon for that. So. But, you know, no big yeah. deal. Okay, so keep going on with your character. Yeah, your okay. um, classes, yeah. Druid. Druid. Nature. You can wild shape into animals. You're very in tune to nature. A lot of nature-based spells. Yeah, I like this one. Fighter. Very basic. You have a sword. You can hack and slash. 
Uh, you get a lot of cool abilities in later levels. Uh, not a lot of people like the fighter just because it's, it's too basic, but I would disagree. They can actually get very, very powerful. But essentially, you're going to be on the front lines fighting. Next up is a monk. Basically a fighter. You use your fists uh, or a quarter staff sometimes. Um, you can meditate. And then you. the main thing is these key points. You can spend key points to deal more attacks. Mm, I like. I think monk's my number one pick so far. Really? I, yeah. That, um, would, that would be the one I think I would be obvious with. Yeah, just not a lot of people like them because it kind of is like the weaker class. But it doesn't matter. Monks it doesn't aren't, matter. Monks yeah. aren't powerful. Yeah, in real sure. life, they're, they're powerful in the mind, you know? Mm -hmm. That's where you have the power is in the mind. Next up is Paladin. They're very, very similar to clerics where they're religious and they draw their powers from a god, but they're more uh, combat-based rather than healing. Next is Ranger. Uh, you know, bow and arrow, classic, uh, you know, Lego last type stuff. Um, you can, like... Pick your favorite terrain and favorite type of enemies, and you get advantage on those type of things. Um, then there's Rogue. You're a thief. You're a burglar. You're very, very sneaky. You can go and attack and then hide so the enemy can't hit you. Uh, then there's Sorcerer. Your magic comes from within you. Uh, wiz or, yeah, Wizard is your spells come from a book. Our, um, our, um, what was the last one? Not Wizard, but the one who sorcerer. had... Sorcerer. Is a Sorcerer a god? No. I feel like they kind of are. Maybe once you get to uh, level 20, that's, that's like the highest okay. level you can go. And then at that point, you're basically a god, yeah. Uh, and last one is Warlock. Warlock. Uh, you, so you don't draw your powers from a god, but there's something called a patron. Yes. Um, uh, by like, the way, join our patron. No, we don't have a patron. But <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, but they're typically some sort of higher being, like a demigod, um, which they they gift you powers. Um, and in turn, for them giving you these powers, you sort of have to fulfill some sort of goal of theirs. But that's all the classes. Okay, I'm going with Monk. You're going with Monk? I'm going with the Monk. All right. Do you I, know... I like Monks. I meditate myself quite frequently. Really? Yeah. Do you know what race? Race? Oh, I feel like a demon monk would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. I'm, I'm still going to hold on with the race for a little bit longer until yeah. I feel more confident in it. So now, there's not really many other things. Um, here, you talk for a second while I look at yeah. the monk stuff. Yeah, you know, actually, you know what? Um, I'm enjoying this so far, believe it or not. Uh, you'd be surprised. I I'm surprised because I, well, it's kind of ironic because I make fun of people for having very complicated things, but complicated things are the only things I enjoy. I need to be obsessed with something to function properly. If I'm not obsessed with something, I'll become obsessed with something that is difficult to, that just like I attach on to any little thing, you know? I become obsessed with like, why is, why, what's wrong with this tree, you know? Yeah, so this is probably a good thing for me. Yeah. So we can go over the monk a little bit here. Yeah, talk about me. And the so monk. you get a 1d8 hit point for your health, essentially. What's that mean? So a D8 is an eight-sided dice. So for first level, you just take an eight plus your um, constitution modifier, which we'll figure out you know, later. It's just a bunch of math that it would bore anybody listening. Um, but um, You know what, though? I want to give them the in-depth experience really? of D&D. &D. All right. Uh, the only thing, I don't need dice on me. Well, I could pull one up on my phone, yeah, like sure. a random number generator. Just, pull up, just look up Dice Roller on YouTube, and it'll uh, pull up every single dice that you need. But you also uh, are proficient in, you don't get proficiency in armor. You are proficient in simple weapons and short swords. Simple weapons are like 
daggers, quarter staff, just little yeah. simple weapons, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, let me see here. So your equipment, you can choose from a short sword or any simple weapon. And I have a list of simple weapons here that I can just kind of read some of them. I guess there's not really that many. There's a club, a dagger, a great club, a hand axe, javelin, light hammer, mace, quarterstaff, sickle, and spear. Does it matter? No. Nah, uh, I mean, they deal different types of damage, but not really. They all range from a D4 to a D8. Um, I forgot all of the ones that you said. Say it again. Okay. Club, dagger, great club, hand axe, javelin, light hammer, mace, quarterstaff, sickle, and spear. What's a sickle? Sickle, I believe it is this, uh, it's like a little handheld sword that arches, kind of like a captain's hook. Sickle, sickle. Oh, yeah, it's like the children of corn thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the sickle. Sickle? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it fits if you choose a tiefling. It would look pretty cool. Yeah, it's like the so it's like the Soviet Union thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can pick from a Dungeoneer's pack or an Explorer's pack. I, I don't know what's in those, to be completely honest with you. But I can tell you from just like a guesstimate, Dungeoneer's pack would obviously be more geared towards dungeons. So you would probably get some torches in that, some maybe some rations, um, just little little knickknacks that might help you in a dungeoneer setting. Uh, you might get some like climbing tools in that. Hmm. But then there's Explorer's pack, which probably comes with like a bedroll, um, food rations, uh, trying to think here. It doesn't really matter. You're not going to pay attention to it. You might get more like paper and pen type stuff. I'm going uh, explore. Explore? Okay. I just feel that more fitting for a monk. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Uh, it says 10 darts for pew, 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 darts. whatever you need them yeah. for. Um, and then now I'm not really sure what level I'm going to start you at. But for first level you, while wearing no armor, you get a bonus to your armor. So you can use your dexterity modifier and your wisdom modifier in there. So okay. you basically, a lot of other classes, if you don't wear armor, you just get a base armor class of 10 plus your dex, but you get to add your wisdom as well. So you're better with no armor. Is the monk the wisest of all the people? Honestly, that kind of depends on how you choose to play the character. And then also you roll for stats at the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you can place those numbers anywhere you want. So you can choose to place it in a high wisdom or intelligence. Okay. So it, de it depends on how you choose to play the character. Because you can absolutely play a stupid monk who's an idiot if you <laughs> wanted to. Uh, at first level, you get martial arts, which you, you can use dexterity instead of strength for your attack rolls for unarmored un strikes. So for unarmored strikes, it's kind of like, I don't want to use a weapon. I just punch him with my fist. Everyone uses strength for that, but you can choose your dexterity, which as a monk is going to be your highest stat, because if you don't make that your highest stat, I don't know what you're doing, because then you're just screwing yourself over. Um, you can roll a d4 in place of normal damage of your unarmored strike. So normally it's just one plus your dex, but you can roll to get a potential four plus your dex. Okay, I'm going to pretend like I understood yeah, what that means. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then when you use the action, the attack action with an unarmored strike, uh, you can make one armored strike as a bonus action. Hmm. So you have an action and a turn. You have an action and a bonus action. Okay. You can then make an action to punch, and then as a bonus action, you can punch again. Which okay. Is actually, okay. Which is actually really good because, like, as yeah, a barbarian, double damage. you get one hit and then you're done. That's yeah. it. So it's actually really, really helpful. 
And then, let's see, starting at second level, you get key points, which key points, you can use Flurry of Blows, which after you take an attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmored strikes. Uh, you can expect one key point to use the dodge action as a bonus action, and because that normally would be an action. And then one last one, you can take the disengage or dash action as a bonus action on your turn. Okay. Which might not make sense. Not but, a bit. So dodge gives enemies disadvantage on you for the rest of the round. Okay. Disengage. So when you move out of an enemy's area, it gets to take, take an opportunity attack on you, so it gets to hit. But if you use disengage, you can just leave freely. And then dash, you can just move double your movement. Okay. Now... This is a lot of information that It's once. a lot of information. Yeah. That's why I said we're not making the character sheet now, because you would have to literally write all of this stuff down. Okay. So it's kind of, it's a tedious process. Now, something I did want to ask, because we are playing. Yes. Do you have any recommendations? Because I can bend the game to your kind of feel. So, like, I don't know, do you want, like, desert, ocean? To have a recommendation, mm -hmm. I would need to know what is good for me. Not necessarily... Because a monk is kind of... Like, I just read to you all of the traits you get. Yeah. You just hit things. Yeah. So the ocean wouldn't be good. Probably not. And... Can I play in hell? We can make that work. Hmm. I'm interested in that. Ooh, I... Because you are a tiefling. I, I, well, we didn't... I'm probably going to be a tiefling. Mm -hmm. Can I... Do I have, like, a story for my character? Yeah, every character has a backstory. Can we go to that? Please. Yeah, okay, because I came up with an idea for a backstory. Yeah, so you take over, because the Dungeon Master, I, I tried not to interfere in your backstory, so... I just want to know what you think. Spill it, just, yeah. yeah. So here's what I think. I think I'm... So I'm a teethling, right? Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with a woman, an earth, earth woman, a human mm -hmm. woman, okay? So I left hell to go with this uh, woman, and then the woman, she actually left, but I convinced myself that she was kidnapped by an enemy army. So I became a soldier in an army <laughs> who, in pursuit for her, when she actually just left me, you know? Mm -hmm. and, but I created this whole entire story in my head. At which point I came to, after all the horrors I've seen in war, I became a monk. Mm. Yeah, nice. I think that's a pretty good story. So wait, let me get this straight. This woman just broke up with you? Yeah. Yeah, and then you convinced yourself that she... Is actually kidnapped by an okay. evil army. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. Is that the best one you've ever heard in your life? Um, I'm going to go with no, because I've been playing for five years. But I've heard much, much worse. Have you heard much, much better, though? Not much, much better. I've heard better. Well, what, what <laughs> could possibly be better? Just um, longer, more developed more characters in your backstory, but that's well, also know, for a longer I, I, campaign, and we're I playing could one easily, session. I could easily develop it to be much more complex. Yeah, I you agree, know? for sure. This is just like the quick rundown of it. Yeah. And then, it's also really good, too, because in there you want to, which is what you did, you want to provide little characters that your dungeon master can use in the game. Like my ex-girlfriend, or yeah, ex-wife. So that's what I was going to say, is... I could come across her, yeah. Yeah, let's say I was a DM, I would absolutely use her at some point. Yeah. Like, for sure. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you want to play in the nine hells? There's That's D&D &D for hell. There's nine layers of hell. Well, that's just the Dante Inferno. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Dante's Inferno is? Mm. I'm not sure... I'm pretty sure it's Nine Layers and Dante's Inferno. No, what? I don't think it's Nine Layers. When was that? D Dante's Inferno? Yeah. 
I don't know. What that like is. in the long like, time, the long time ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> the long, long, long time ago, uh, before Jesus was a thing. Oh, oh, never mind. No, I think it was actually after Jesus. When did Dante's Inferno come out? I mean, yeah, I mean, it hey, absolutely Google, would make sense. When did Dante's Inferno come out? According to Wikipedia, Dante's Inferno is a 2010 action adventure game developed by Visceral Games and published by Electronic Arts. That's not what the I wanted. Was Say 2010 was. Yeah, Jesus was definitely way around after Jesus. Yeah, Dante's Inferno book. Is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. It's okay. a book, an old book. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, all of these fantasy role-playing games, they take inspiration from a lot of different things, like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Call of Cthulhu. Um, 1314 is when... 1314? Yeah. When was Jesus? Zero. Zero? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a stupid question. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm trying to think of what more we can talk about here. Yeah. So, oh, I want to roll my dice. Oh, okay. So, let me... Uh, I don't have a pencil on me, but... There's one right in your notebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, pull up your dice roller and get um, four six-sided dice ready. I'm just using a random number generator. What do you mean? Just, like, one to six and a random number generator. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But you're going to have to painstakingly roll it four times. That's not bad painstakingly I mean yeah but you're gonna do that again six times first I got a six six okay really I did it I believe it yeah I'm not sure if you believe I she no I I I trust you that's a terrible idea so okay so here's here's the basis line here before you do anything you're rolling four d6s which I know you're using a number generator and you're adding those up but you take out the lowest roll oh so it's technically three d6 but it gives you a higher probability to get higher numbers. Okay. Ready? Yep. And my second one is a two. Okay. So potential eight. Uh, third one, six. Six? Yep. Yeah. Second one, four. So 16, taking away the two. Yeah, that's a good roll. Yeah, that's actually really good. Best roll you've ever seen? I've seen an 18. We'll see if you can get it. Oh, yeah, one more? Yep. No, you're doing this six times. That's why I said it's Oh, six taking. times. Yeah, I thought yeah, four yeah. times. Six again. Six. Six All again. Right. Look. Oh, I believe it. Wow. All right. Next, I got a six again. No. Yeah, really. All look. right. Keep keep I, going. Let's see if you can get another one. Five. I got five. Oh wow. This is. You have one more roll. So if you get a six here, of that all the will things, be the best roll of I've ever all seen. the things I could use my luck for, this this is, is the one that is being wasted. This upon. is this no, is, no, no, this no, no, is no. This is not wasted. This is it. And a four was my last one. Oh, so fifteen. No, seventeen. Seventeen. 17. That was my last... Oh, I got more? What number roll am I on? <laughs> that was your second roll. You have four more. Oh, I have... Okay. Yeah, so we gotta... I got two. Rapidly paste this. Two. Two. Three. Four. Not great. Two. Okay. Wait, wait. So two, two, two three, three, four. four. Two, So four plus three, seven. So nine. All right, keep going. Five. Mm-hmm. We're back on track. Five again. Three. Three again. Okay, so that was a 13. Okay. Two more. Five. Okay. Three. Five. Okay. Five. Cool. Three. All right. Uh, so three more rolls. Four. Two. Six. All right. So I believe I might have got my numbers wrong here, but you actually got a really good score. You got a 16. 17, a 9, a 13, a 13, and a 14. Killed it. Killed it. That's Killed actually, it. 
That's actually really, really good. So, now we... Best you've ever seen? Actually, yes. I'm going to say yes. It's a very, very good average. The nine might be holding you down just a little bit, but everyone has a dump stat. So. Yeah. Um, so, now, you have six choices that you can choose from. There is strength, dexterity, constitution, which constitution is kind of like your ability to take pain. Mm. And then there's wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going I feel like wisdom's the obvi obvious one cuz he's a monk. Yeah, and then so you're going to want to probably do uh wisdom and dexterity as your highest. Oh, I get two. Oh, yeah, wisdom will be number one. Okay. Um read them all again to me. So, wisdom and dex, I'm putting wisdom as your 17 and then uh dex as your 16. What's dexterity again? Dexterity, yeah. quickness. Huh? Quickness, oh, agility. Quickness. Yeah. But then it's also your basis for all of your attacks. So you're gonna want it to be high. Yeah. Um and then now left, you have a 14, 13, 13, and 9. And then you have intelligence, charisma, constitution, and strength. Nine will be charisma. Because obviously he's not very charismatic. Yeah, he did from his backstory. Lose a <laughs> lose a lover and convinced himself she was kidnapped. Yeah, by an evil army. Mm -hmm. And then oh I my, my other ones. You have intelligence, strength. Intelligence will be my third one. Your third one? Okay. Yeah. And then comp will be my other one. Oh, yeah, because you have two 13s left, so they both fall. Yeah, they're both 13. So con and strength. That's actually pretty good for not really understanding D&D. &D. Yeah. Um, but as a tiefling, your intelligence score automatically goes up by one. Woo! So that bumps up to a 15. And then your charisma score goes up by two. Wow. Apparently, tieflings are very charismatic. Yeah. You're just not. I'm just not. And Me then, or the character? The character. Yeah. Because you chose the character to be low low charisma. I, I feel like I have a strange charisma to me. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, not so much where people desire to be around me, but people desire to view me. To view know? me. <laughs> um, so, also, with that, you have a... Your size is medium, but that goes for every single race. Uh, your speed is 30 feet. That's like the baseline for everything, except for like maybe a couple races, but those aren't even in the player's handbook. Uh, you have dark vision, so you can see in the dark. You have hellish resistance. You have resistance to fire uh, damage. And then... That would be um, nice with dragons. It would be nice with dragons. Next, Infernal Legacy, which is, uh, you know, the Thaumaturgy cantrip, which I'm pretty sure... I really hope I'm not getting this wrong. No, I'm getting this wrong. I think it just creates a sound or a distraction somewhere else. Hmm. So. That's kind of lame. Well, you know. I mean, you could just throw a bottle. I mean, yeah, but they're not going to hand you good spells right off the bat just for being a specific race. Because then everyone would be that race. And it would be a whole big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whole yeah. big mess. But, I mean, other than copying all of that information down, that's kind of making a D&D &D character for you. So I'm all done? Pretty much. Oh, what about that chaotic good, neutral good? Oh, yeah. Um, Explain that to me. So here's the thing. For my D&D games, I try not to use alignment. I stay away from it. That's probably not a popular opinion. But so basically, um, chaotic good is kind of just overdoing it with good. Um, sometimes they're not even like they will not break a law no matter what. And then there is, I think, lawful good, which is just kind of, I mean, that's your typical 
I'm a good person. Goody choo choos over here. Yeah, well, that's that's chaotic good. Um, and then I think once you, I'm not gonna get into all the lawfuls lawfuls, but good is good. Neutral is kind of like I'm a good person if it's for the right cause. If I believe it to be right, then it is right. Um, a lot of people just kind of go with lawful neutral so that they can have that flexibility. So they don't always have to never ever break a law because if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you're in an adventuring party, at one point or another, probably a lot, you're gonna probably be breaking a law of some sort at some point. And then evil, you're supposed to get monsters alignment and it typically just goes to the monsters. Um, and also, if you are bringing a evil character to my campaign, you can just see yourself out because you are going to be pretentious and very, very annoying um, because evil characters are evil. So it just doesn't work in a dynamic because in D&D you're playing in a party so just don't be the evil guy. Don't try to don't try to be unique with the evilness. Just just just, just be be a team player. That's you know, what this I game's will about. definitely take this into consideration. Mm-hmm. I will take it into consideration. Will you show up with an evil character? I'll take it into consideration. Okay. Of not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we're not doing this with your game. Not so your your character won't just be hopping into my game. That's one of the things I've been wondering, because I don't know who I'm going to have you play with. Because a one-on-one D&D game would be... Well, I've also probably made everybody really mad in your group. Oh, yeah, you have. Yeah. For sure. Because most of them listen to the podcast. Yeah, I've had individual moments where they've all hated me. Mm -hmm. And if I've met them in person, I guarantee... They're not going to like you. They've hated me at some point. Who knows? Who knows? I'll pitch the idea, and then they're probably going to be like, no, he thinks we're losers. Because, um... They do listen to this podcast. Yeah. And they Thank heard, you for they, listening, by the way. They heard your comment. Thank you for listening, by the way. Everybody who listens. Everybody. Everybody who listens. Lots of people listen to this show. You may not know that. Uh, you, uh, Lots of people listen. We have like a couple thousand listeners now. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the stats more than I do. So I'm We actually... don't have a couple thousand listeners. I no, think it's I around wait. 100. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. Like, yeah, we, we have like a million people, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, no it's like around deal. 100. Yeah. Dang. Um, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. You know, everybody who knows us thinks that this is just some dumb, oh, look at these two wannabes, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, we. this is actually doing pretty well. Yeah. So I've done everything I need to do. You have done everything you need to do. Um, in terms of the audience, I'm sorry. It's probably just been a lot of reading rules. Next week should be more fun. People who like D&D are going to be really into this, though. Yeah. You know, and people like me who have no clue what it is are going to be interested, I think, too. Yeah. Like seeing a new world, a whole new world. Yeah. And then also next week should be entertaining, too, because it'll be coming off of after you played. After I played. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. Hopefully that's next week if we could get it figured out. Yeah. Um, It will definitely exist probably next week. Mm -hmm. Possibly it will be sometime, but probably it's going to be next week. Yeah, we will try our best to figure out our scheduling because that is the number one enemy in D&D games. Is scheduling never? Oh, works. I didn't even it think about works that. Out. Oh yeah, it's because I mean, if you if you have seven people playing, you know, you gotta figure out a time and date to work, and it 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 never works. You can never. Figure yeah, out seven right date. seven people at a time. That's hard. Yeah, I know it's hard because when I was making my um, movie Uncle Jack's Funeral, oh, it was, that was impossible rough. to yeah. get people together, and that's why I'm making a new movie now, which is just going to star me. I'm the only character in it, um, and that's gonna be coming out. I wonder if that's gonna be out by the time you listen to this. You Maybe. audience, 
Maybe. Well, I don't know. Uh, Thanksgiving will be here by the time they listen to this too, right? So I hope you have a doable Thanksgiving. That's about as good as a Thanksgiving can be really doable. Nobody has great Thanksgivings. This should be coming out on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, yeah, exactly. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, spend some time away from your family listening to this. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, they're annoying sometimes. <laughs> uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, also, something that I'm doing is I'm doing a Christmas carol live on my Instagram. I will be you're gonna watching. Be, you're going to be watching it? It's oh, going to yeah. be long. So It's a long book. Follow me on Instagram. I'll let you follow me. And... I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll accept you. I won't follow you back, probably. Because I like to have more, more followers than, than I have following. Um, which is hard because my account is private. Oh, yeah. Make it public. But I can't have it public. How are you going to be running for mayor with a private Instagram account? That makes no sense. Well, I have a job, you know? Solid? I don't want bosses looking at, oh, this guy's running for mayor. <laughs> Fair enough. What's going on here? Point, point taken. Um, but yeah, uh, I believe that's all we have. I'll be playing D&D soon. Uh, uh, you play D&D. Tell me, give me all the hints you have if you play D&D. Uh, send it to, you know the show. And have a happy Thanksgiving as always. And you know what time it is? It's time to go.